Just in the last couple of days, notices were sent to Jews in one city uh, indicating that they had to identify themselves as Jews. And obviously, the accompanying threat implied is or threaten or suffer the consequences one way or the other. In the year 2014, after all of the miles traveled and all of the journey of history, uh, this is not just intolerable, it's grotesque. Intolerable and grotesque. Hello, friends. Welcome to In the Market with Janet Parshall. I want to get right to our top story, and I want to welcome immediately Joel Rosenberg into our conversation. Joel, of course, absolutely no stranger to our audience. He is the New York Times bestselling author. He's the founder and president of the Joshua Fund. And his latest book, and I don't know how Joel does this, boy, uh, just points directly to this chilling announcement coming out of eastern Ukraine. His latest book is called The Auschwitz Escape. He talked about it on our program earlier. If you have not gotten this book, if you haven't read it, you will. Well, if you're not moved to tears, then I think you fell asleep while you were reading it. But trust me, it's the kind of book that will not allow you to go to sleep. Joe, let me get right into this. Yeah, When I heard the story, I actually started to cry. I thought, oh, Lord in heaven, please don't let us do what we did before, which was look the other way. Why? Why in the world would there have been this directive for Jews to register knowing that the world saw this before? And it's a pretty good bet that most of the world will not be quiet a second time. Well, Janet, good to be with you. And uh, certainly the headlines are so evocative of what happened when Adolf Hitler began to take over in that region in the 1930s. You and I just had this conversation the other day, as, as you just as you described. First, we have to look at the situation, which is there is some doubt at the moment whether the government of eastern Ukraine, this uh, city of Donetsk, is actually behind these leaflets. There are leaflets being spread all over the city on official stationery with the signature of the, of the, uh, the mayor of the town uh, saying that Jews need to register by a certain date in early May as Jews at the local government headquarters or they will be um, fined, their citizenship could be stripped, their assets could be taken, and they could be uh, deported. Now, the question, now, the pro-Russian separatists that control that town are flatly denying um, that, these, that, that they're behind this. Somebody's doing it, and if it's the government, and they don't want people to realize it's the government, then uh, we presume we'll know soon. <clears throat> if it's not, somebody's trying to instill fear in the Jewish people. One way or the other, it is the kind of classic anti-Semitism uh, that, uh, that we saw in the 1930s that led to Auschwitz. Now, we're not there yet, but, we, but, but Jews are frightened, and, um, and they have right to be, they reason to be. And as the Secretary of State said, it is intolerable and grotesque. You know, again, it's you, you pointed out something very important, and I hope our friends didn't miss it, which is either the government is doing it or uh, there's another group that did. But either way, the targeted audience for animosity is the Jews. And when that happens, Joel, there's always a residual. Anti-Semitism hurts regardless of how it's manifest itself. So uh, your mind starts to race thinking, why would you do this if this were the pro government forces, if this was Mother Russia rearing its ugly head again, I have been tossing this over in my head all day long. So many of the Jews who now live in Israel were Russian Jews. Why would they be going after the Jews in particular? I mean, was this 
part of the drive of the Jews out, is so beautifully exemplified in the song Anna Tefka and Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, why would Mother Russia, if it's them, and this is a supposition, I realize this is not something we could substantiate at this point, but if they were the driving force, why would they do that? What would they hope to do? And there's an awful lot of Russia to sweep out if they desire to do this, is there not? Yeah, there's a good, it, these are good questions, Janet. Uh, of course, uh, I love talking about these issues, although I wish this wasn't the issue today. Um, mm. Look, I'm getting a lot of pushback right now that, you know, that I'm peddling rumors. And stuff. Listen, this is, the question is not whether this threat has been made, it's by whom. But as we just said, the Secretary of State himself has, has commented on these. He didn't raise a question whether it was real or not. But the question of, that you're asking is who, who stands to gain? Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, if, if, and I underscore if, if pro-Russian forces are spreading this, either officially or unofficially, to frighten Jews, first, it, would, it, it could be to persuade Jews to leave, so to sort of, uh, and, and do an ethnic cleansing, but that would not be a violent way, but it would be a cruel way to drive people out of their homes and steal their assets. Secondly, Vladimir Putin could theoretically be creating a pretext not to invade to kill Jews, but theoretically to, quote, rescue them, unquote. Uh, look, the, the Russians, Russian forces are mounting in the region, and as you know and, and, and your listeners know, there's a very real possibility that, that Putin is going to order Russian military forces into the rest of eastern Ukraine to split yes. the country from the... Pro- the regions that tend to be more ethnically Russian um, and the regions that tend to be more ethnically Ukrainian and not ethnically Russian. So there's a lot of complicators here, but, um, but I think that uh, the tensions are, are really mounting, and I think there's a, there raises a new question. The question is what will uh, Israeli leaders do? Will the Jewish agency or the government of Israel feel the need to begin to airlift Jews out of the region. I mean, as much as I, you know, as, as we hate anti-Semitism, there is a question: Why Jews live in Ukraine? Yes, uh, just put yes. that on the table. I mean, uh, my family escaped not out of Ukraine, out of Belarus, uh, a little bit north, but that region is so soaked in the history of anti-Semitism, pogroms, uh, the the, uh, the Holocaust, of course, and and other things that I, I have to admit I, I don't exactly know why. Uh, Jewish people still live there. It's certainly gotten better than the 1930s and 40s, and but um, but it may be that uh, the Israeli government, and I hope if it happens with the help of Christians, would be standing with these Jews, helping them get out. Amen and amen. Joel, again, this is going to be an important moment for the United States as well. This is when we lead. Now, I'm very thankful our Secretary of State was swift with his response. But this may require a further response of higher up. The president may have to go on record to say something to decry what is clearly a rising tide of anti-Semitism in Europe. Joel, thank you, particularly for joining us at the last minute to give us your take. We'll be back. 